0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com.
1: Easy there, Lieutenant. She's with us.
0: Shepard, thank the goddess you're alive. Liara. I was worried when the reports came in. They hit Earth hard?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to leave like that.
0: Caden, I'm sorry. But why'd you come here?
2: Hackett ordered us to come. Said you'd know what was going on. I do. Hallelujah. Some answers, finally.
0: Hello. And welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Lock,
1: Howdy, Space Cowboys.
0: And Corey Kurabara-Treadway. Getting some space. And this is episode number 44. And having departed Earth, leaving it to uh, be dealt with by the Reapers, basically, with uh, Anderson as a... Uh, Person in charge there.
2: Don't worry. Anderson can handle it by himself. Shepard doesn't need to do a thing. He can take his leisure go totally and try this, the yeah. rest of the galaxy.
0: I know there's a book that details the anderson Saren backstory. Yes. But I almost wonder if they shouldn't release that as a proper Mass Effect game.
2: Ooh, that would be good. Because we're
0: all looking for, and I mean, uh, you know, the next Mass Effect is is going to be a continuation of this saga. Uh, or at least this general universe, not necessarily the Shepherd Saga, but, you know, I wonder if they, there's, you know, they wouldn't be better to kind of, you know, go back, do a, do a prequel, kind of, you know, really, you know, flush. Not, not that it hasn't been flushed out, as I said, there's a book, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, let, let us play through it, because it's always more fun when it's a game.
2: Yeah, so remember, yeah. you can get it on Amazon as a four-book collection for $24.
0: A four-book collection?
2: Yes.
1: Well, it's not all about Anderson, Saren, is it? I don't think it no, is. No, it's,
2: it's, it's th- There's four different Mass Effect books. There's Ascension, yeah. revelation oh. Deception, Revelations. One, of, oh, one okay. of them has tally, so, you know. Oh,
0: there you okay. go. Yeah, I'm like, wow, they gave a whole, like, trilogy to Anderson. And <laughs> That'd be incredible, yeah. Sadly
2: not. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's the prequel. <laughs> Screw Shepard. is Anderson's like, Anderson story now. <laughs> yeah,
0: Is there, like, a picture of, like, Saren where his shadow is on, like, a wall and he looks like Darth Vader? mm <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, we're not talking about Anderson and Saren at this point. We are talking about uh, Hackett, if anything, because Hackett uh, gets on the comms as we are departing Earth and says, hey, I need you to go to Mars because the, I guess one of the themes in this game, because this isn't the first time that it happens, but they're like, hey, we found more stuff from these Prothean ruins. And so we've got to go to Mars and find out what this new well, thing they found at these Prothean ruins are.
2: I don't think it was something new. It's just something they kind of didn't think to check. Or they just realized they probably should check more into this data.
0: Okay, so it's not like they, like, oh, we we went through another wall and we found more stuff. It's like they had this stuff. It was just sitting in a warehouse and they hadn't really looked at it as closely as they
2: yeah, could. Yeah, they, 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 the, before the rumors hit, they started looking more into it. They realized, oh, shit, we missed some parts. Well, see, that's—because
0: like, I know last time we mentioned that, like, this has to be all disheartening for James because it's like he gets this data— you know this data band with information that directly connects the, connect- the collectors to the reapers, and it has a little bit of information about the reapers and the Protheans. But I guess like getting that to Hackett, at least Hackett was like, hey, you know, let's double down a little bit. Let's go back over everything we have on Mars, on other places, to see what we can find because they're like if we're gonna find a way to beat the reapers, it's gonna be there. So okay, I'm I'm th- this is a little bit of a, a hopeful thing then that uh, Hackett sends us to Mars. But, uh, yeah, let's find out what happens when we land on Mars and, uh, go, go looking for this information. Shepard argues with Vega about leaving Earth and takes a call from Admiral Hackett. Hackett tells Shepard to head to Mars and meet with Liara because she has found something in the Prothean ruins. Shepard, James, and the Major, either Caden or Ashley, depending on who's alive, arrive at the base with a massive storm on the horizon. They approach the archives and encounter Cerberus' troops. They fight off the troops but suspect that they had help from the inside. Shepard and the Major bicker about their loyalty to Cerberus. The squad enters the garage and finds Liara fending off Cerberus' troops herself. She reveals she has found blueprints for a device to stop the Reapers. Cerberus begins cutting their way into the garage, so Shepard sends Vega back to the shuttle. Shepard, Liara, and the Major work their way through the facility. They find security footage of Dr. Ava Kore, who was a recent arrival to the base. They find a room full of Alliance who were killed when someone opened the airlock. After another encounter with Cerberus, they get video confirmation that Dr. Ava is working with Cerberus. They fight Cerberus through the tram control center and even across the booby-trapped tram until they finally arrive at the archive. The elusive man contacts them and argues with Shepard. The Major finds Dr. Ava uploading data from the archives. Shepard and the team chase her off and pursue her to a shuttle. Vega rams her shuttle before she can get away. Dr. Ava emerges from the resulting explosion, revealing she's a robot. She grabs the Major and smashes their head, but Shepard incapacitates her before she can kill the Major. Vega grabs Dr. Ava while Shepard grabs the Major. Everyone boards the Normandy to flee before the Reapers arrive. So I'll admit, even though I am very anti Caden, I enjoyed the moment when you get Liara and Caden as your party, because it's very, it's like, all right, Mass Effect one, you got, you guys are OGs. Mm-hmm. We're doing this, you know, nothing against James. He's, he's perfectly valid in his own way. Um, but it was nice to have, you know, the, the two of them together, even though I don't even know if I ever ran it. The two of them as a party in Mass Effect one, but
1: I probably but still- like took them on a planet mission or something. I don't know.
2: I don't remember. I don't think I ever really touched them unless I had to for an achievements. But uh...
1: I mean, in my case, it would have been Ashley. I'm sure I took Ashley and Liara out for a hang at some point. I, But, it, it, you know, there's so much in Mass Effect 1 where there's no real talking. I definitely did not take them for a story mission. Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was just nice to have the two of them together. Yeah. And Li- Liara and Caden, like, react to each other. Because I remember like in Mass Effect 2, like I'll go into Liara's office with Tali and Garrus and there was nothing. (laughs) So it's nice that it's nice that everybody recognizes like, oh, yeah, we've kind of been through all this before. Let's get the let's get as much of the old band back together as we can. So I enjoyed that moment. Mm -hmm. So what do we think about? Well, I mean, Liara is Liara is standard Liara at this point. She comes out of that little tunnel. And she immediately, like, uses Paul and, like, assassinates the two Cerberus dudes that are on her tail. Um, And, you know, we've kind of seen that she's become a bit of a a stone-cold killer on Mm -hmm. her path to becoming the Shadow Broker. So none of this is surprising. That Liara is more than capable of handling herself. So it's good to have her back on
1: board. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's good to have her as an actual squad mate, not like a DLC character that you yeah, hang out she, with. She does seem
2: to bit more even more colder than last time though. Yeah, that was just me. Mm-hmm. She looks like just more ready to kill people. Maybe it's because they're Cerberus and everything else, so, but uh
1: Yeah, I think I think she's definitely yeah, she definitely takes some specific joy in taking out Cerberus, it seems like. Um I, I mean I think just her job has hardened her.
0: Well also I think as the shadow broker she's probably running up against the elusive man a lot more directly than she used to. Mm -hmm. And so she's probably going to just be antagonistic against Cerberus in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's right. Like I think she and the, yeah, she and the elusive man are definitely butting heads and they don't have the same goals. And she knows that. And she just like, she's really singularly driven through this whole game, honestly, but it shows from, from like the first moment that you get her. Uh, I like it. I mean, I think, I think, this game does the best by her character of of any of the three games.
2: It seemed weird at the first though, when you she's going through that vents. It's like, all right, she's in trouble. I think it's the vents starts murdering servers. I'm like, are you really in trouble? Should I just head out? You you seem to have got this.
1: Yeah, I th- I mean I think she was trying to you know get the tactical the best tactical position because yeah then she just turns around and goes on a murder rampage. It's great.
2: Yeah. Also. What the heck? Like I, I, I think this is where we see the. Why were these service troops were with us? Service has seriously given them some steroids because uh, last time we had service people with us, they were not this bulky. They did not have as many muscles and firepower. They're well, kind of lame. Kind of got easily collected, captured by collectors, and we had a capture from being human soup. Well, they're part husk,
0: like, or or maybe not husk, but they they've, they've got some kind of weird reaper i mean when the helmet gets broken and you see their face i mean they've clearly been enhanced in some way and you know that's a whole big sticking point because again kaden and i know actually does it to, to some degree on, on you know if you have her but kaden is all up in shepherd's grill about hey you know how do i know you're still not working for cerberus like dude put it to rest
2: but I mean, it's fair how do we know he's not working for cerberus Cause still Still don't know what what he did to Shepard when he was under, so uh, possibly could add some stuff in there.
0: I know he's not working for Cerberus, because when we finish the mission, we don't cut to that little screen of the Elusive Man giving us credits. I said, we know.
2: I said, Caden nearly (laughs) has Mm -hmm. no reason of of still trusting. He doesn't have the game Uh parts we get to see, so.
0: No, but Shepard's been... I mean, like we established last time, Shepard was on Earth, like grounded for at least six months. I mean, yeah. he's,
2: hey, it could be a long you know, con, you know, maybe he's thinking it's a long con. It's, it's, gonna be like, <laughs> it's a sleeper <laughs> yeah, agent okay. kind of situation.
1: <laughs> all right. That's that's a theory. <laughs> that's
2: a far stretch. But, you know, that's maybe what Caden's going for.
0: <laughs> Caden is actually going to single handedly stop Shepard when he goes evil.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I <Right>. knew it. <laughs>
1: right.
0: I, to be honest, if that was the ending, I could see why people would be pissed.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but, yeah, so there's, I mean, this is really the, uh, the, the the sandstorm kind of being out in the, you know, out, outside the base. It, it sets up a nice little kind of problem. Like, you know, like as much as Shepard's stuck dealing with what's going on in the base and whatnot, and this whole this whole mystery that's not really a mystery cuz it's pretty clear like as soon as you get on there like oh this ava doctor ava who showed up she's done all she's the one who's done all this crap that right you yeah. know it's, it's it's so it's not like it's really like a who done it you're like oh we have to find this doctor and get an explanation like no she's yeah i'm not sure it's a little bit, on, bit on,
2: different yeah. than regular service from the 2 or but man they're they're kind of brutal in this one they're literally just strangling people by just opening the airlocks like hey you're all there we're yeah. going to depressurize it so you all just suffocate and die Hope you don't mind.
1: Yeah, I, well, I like Cerberus takes a big, I guess, heel turn back to. I, but I really think like Cerberus was pretty. They were awful in too. I mean, think about like Overlord, for example. Like they oh, were committing atrocities. You just you Shepard were not doing it on their behalf. I guess mostly. that's probably like, they're right. hiding
2: it from us more. So it's probably right. With the, right. It's just well, no, and that that's the whole point
0: is that Shepard, like y- y- Shepard, was not explicitly Cerberus as much as he was working for them. Like it. You, you as shepherd it could dictate how rough your crew was going to be That's
2: right. but you're right
0: every time we see another cerberus cell like overlord but you know goes back to dr uh, admiral kahaku in the first game mm-hmm. where anytime we see another cerberus cell that you know like morals are completely out the window with these people and if anything right. i think the elusive man is probably frustrated like you know even renegade shepherd still you know has morals like you know the elusive man wanted the sh- shepherd that would you know you know do what you know what's needed, any means necessary, and would have been on board with his plans from the get go. If you if if you know if that shepherd existed, then I mean he's he's running the show at this point because he gets everything at the end of Mass Effect Two because he figured that Shepherd's going to turn over the Collector base and whatnot, and who knows what he's able to produce. I mean, if this is what he's producing from the scraps that Shepard gave him and whatever these other cells are bringing him, right? Uh, you know, if he a, if he actually had the Collector technology at the end of Mass Effect Two. Who knows what he's doing with his t- soldiers? Who knows what kind of weapons these guys yeah. probably got? Like, uh, you know, mass producing the collector particle beam, for example.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Did you Did you guys read the uh, communications and different like little data pads around the, map, the the base while you're going through it? And you get to see some people like someone oh, yeah. write like a, re- a really nice funny letter talking about something something you're about to do later. It is like, wait, they just turned the air off. Oh god.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Um, this is a good like. I I like this mission because it really. Sets the standard for what the missions are going to be like in this game. It's good atmospheric storytelling. Like you've got like you go into the cafeteria and all the lights are off, and then you you've got the chase through the tunnels and uh, the um, tram ride and all that. This is it's good. It, it definitely yeah. keeps the energy going at the very yeah. beginning of this game. The
2: combat felt really good too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why it was, if it was different, but it just felt better for some reason. I mean, I think it's
1: it's partly environmental, right? Like, they, they set up the environments to give you good options. There's a part, I think, in the tram ride where you get ambushed, kind of, from behind, and then you have to kind of flip around and deal with that. Um, it's
2: more engaging. Yeah. I think it's what it is. Yeah.
1: I think it's, it's definitely more engaging. I think, like, Mass Effect 2, they got the gunplay tight and fairly enjoyable, but that game suffered a lot from sort of like hallway cover shooter like it it felt very like kind of reminds me a lot of like gears one or maybe gears two where they were first sort of building on that cover shooter type mechanic but in those games like you were not fighting in open environments a lot like you were going down a hallway effectively um whereas in this game i think they put you in like an open space like in that cafeteria or whatever and they say okay go make this work for you and, like, you're, you'll have natural cover. And they did some of this in, in 2, uh, but I think they do it more here and it just, like, the combat design is tighter.
2: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: What I like is that there are parts where you get to turn the combat on Cerberus. Mm-hmm. Where, like, in the cafeteria you mentioned, I think it's the cafeteria, where, like, you you have the lights off and you're behind a window and they're standing right there. They can't see you. Mm-hmm. And so you can pick... When you want to engage with them and then just start taking them out. Or then there's the one when you get past the one uh, machine gun turret and you turn it off and then you can go around and then turn it back on and set up your own little ambush because you know they're coming back. Yeah. You, actually, you actually get on the the radio and call them. And, uh, it's like the Gecko team and you're like, hey, why don't you come back here? Everything's clear. Right. And so, you know, they're coming. So you're able to turn around and and, and ambush them as they're coming in. So it's it's not just you know, walk around a corner. Oh, hey, here's a squad. Now you have to f- fight them. It's a lot more, you know, it makes sense. It, it, it's, it's like, what are, what are the Cerberus troops doing there? They're not just going to be, like, w- waiting around for Shepard to show up. They're going to be actually engaged in their mission, and Shepard yeah. has to, you know, engage with them on those terms.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, The the whole thing with, uh and the Dr. Ava thing, and I mean, Cerberus like, having all of their kind of I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not genetically modified, but augmented troopers too is, is wild. Um, and it's good cover for them too. This, this is one thing in this game that is kind of evident is I feel like the enemy type is mostly Cerberus and like Reaper modified things. Um, which not a lot of geth. I mean, there's a little bit, well, you know, we'll see the geth. They're not gone, but, um, it gives them a good sort of excuse, like built-in kind of lore reason to have all the Cerberus dudes looking pretty much identical.
2: Yeah. Because I was like, why am I shooting the same identical thing? Well, I guess I could also play the the, the mercenaries from two where you can't see the same kind of mercenaries multiple That's true, times.
1: Yeah. But these guys like down to their clothes. Like A Cerberus trooper is a Cerberus trooper. And they I all have the same sh- voice and all that.
2: Right. I do hate the shield ones. I can kill them, but they get very annoying.
1: I, yeah, um, I have pole on my vanguard just for the shield boys,
2: right? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, they're, they can't hold their shield up when they're floating. Nope, Well, you can rip the shield right off of them, and then it's just a guy. Also true.
2: He's like, ah, oh, shit, my only weakness, no shield.
1: <laughs> I I really wish that they had let you pick up a shield yourself, like, that would have been really fun if you could grab a shield and like tank your way in, like, especially if they had done it like on soldier or something, that would, that would have been sick.
2: Yeah, If I just grab their shield and beat them with their own shield. Sure. Yeah.
0: So one thing that I want to bring up going back to Liara as shadow broker for a moment is that you ask her sort of what she's doing there. And she tells Shepard that after he blew up the alpha relay and brought everybody time against the, Reapers that Hackett reached out to her as the Shadow Broker to research the archives. To which I have to ask, how did Hacker know Hackett knows she's the Shadow Broker?
1: I, I don't know. I presume that she told Hackett. I don't know. I, I yeah. Or her opsec is like really woefully bad. Um, because okay. like,
0: but, or did did Shepard put it in a report?
1: i mean that's also would hope not
2: but then like damage shepherd
1: yeah that's a dick move
0: but
2: yeah because this is one of my
0: one of the things i feel like is that liara is not a good shadow broker and this is this is like one of the first things like hackett should not know there is no world where hackett should know because either either she's not a good shadow broker and he was able to figure it out or she's not a good shadow broker because she straight up told him like right. either of those like like there's no benefit to Hackett knowing that she's the shadow broker.
1: I I feel pretty confident that like she told him. And the only the only benefit I can think of is she has a large resource network. She could tell Hackett to coordinate, you know, directly with the Alliance military. It might I, but even then, like, I, I don't really get it. because, And this kind of points to her just kind of being not, not really suited for the job. Like, even then, you – there's no – like, she could have contacted the alliance military as the shadow broker without revealing her identity and been like, hey, I have all these resources. I know all this stuff. Let's work together. Like, revealing her identity I, maybe is in her nature, but I'm not sure it adds any gravitas to her reaching out to the alliance. Like, I don't know. It, or, or, it, if anything, or, it weakens her position because now the alliance is like, well, we know who you are. You're in direct contact with Shepard. Like, we'll put the screws to you through Shepard. Like, it, it seems like a loss for her as the Shadow Broker. Well,
2: well she also like the, the the Cerberus knows who she is. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty much everybody knows who Liara is. Literally, she's like, I don't. I think she like she lost her base. Yeah, because they knew where it was. Like, That's yeah, right. we remember where it was. We came and just blew it up.
0: Yeah, which, again, well, I mean, to be fair, the other Shadow Broker did get taken down, so, I mean, he also was maybe not the best Shadow Broker.
2: <laughs> but literally, you didn't know but, really knew who he was, or what, like, theories. We do not even know what, re-
0: what species he was. I mean, that's how off the grid that Shadow Broker mm-hmm. was. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, and I get, like, Liara has to exist in the universe, like, you know, kind of like how, how uh, you know, like, if Clark Kent goes, you know, disappears the same time as Superman disappears, like, it's a little bit odd. Right. Um, so, like, Liara still has to, like, show up and make appearances. Um, but, yeah, it's... I don't know. And maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe maybe what she meant is, like, that Hackett reached out to her... Like, Hackett reached out to the Shadow Broker, and then... You know, maybe like you were saying, like, she just as the Shadow Broker was like, oh, I'll send my resources. And then, like, Liara just happens to be a resource of the Shadow Broker. But I don't... I don't know. The impression I got was, like, oh, yeah, Hackett apparently knows that she's the Oh, no, he... D- yeah, if, I, I think he definitely knows. If he didn't... Well, I mean, if he didn't know... Before sending her to Mars, I think it's very obvious after she's yeah. <laughs> upon leaving yeah. Mars that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the case.
2: Kind of funny thing, though, I was looking over here, checking about, trying to find out, like, how, why does everybody know who, why she's a shadow broker? There is a thread from 10 years ago saying, worst information broker ever. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's all the reasons why Liara
1: is the worst. She's not a bad information broker. I think she's got a lot of intel. Uh, but she's definitely she's real bad at the shadow part of shadow brokering, right? Like, yeah, just, when you get to the Normandy, light yeah, like when you get to the Normandy and she takes over uh, formerly Miranda's office, uh, and and quarters, and it's just, and she's got this dumbass robot, and you walk in, and the water was like greeting shadow broker or whatever, like it's girl there's a lot yeah. of people on this ship you are directly next to the <laughs> galley what are you doing <laughs>
2: you know shadow Broker's gotta eat gotta be close to that food
1: man i get it my my desktop like my gaming pc is is our gaming pcs are basically in our kitchen it's not a good lifestyle decision like i get that but i'm also not my opsec doesn't need to be real on point you know
0: <laughs> you're not you're not watching like adult material during like lunchtime on no. that PC. <laughs> <Like>. No,
1: <laughs> almost never. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like like yeah, her her. It, it's mind-boggling, like how and maybe maybe the argument is, uh, it's wartime. This is sort of a last-ditch save all of extant galactic civilizations. So who cares if the cat's out of the bag? Um, That's also fair. That's the argument I'm going to make on her behalf and like why I think she would tell Hackett um, and kind of let that slip is she's just like, I still have all these assets. I I don't care. It's like, you know, there's a good argument for when this is all over. uh, If she makes it through the other side where she would be like, and I'm absolutely quitting this garbage ass job. Yeah.
2: Also I well, could, could see see if if they all fa- they all fail at stop the reapers, probably being very undercover and making sure your presence is hidden probably a better situation to hide from giant robots, but that's just me.
0: Well, I think if they lose, what does it matter? Right. <laughs> like the, the reapers will blow blow you up whether you're the Shadow Broker or not. I mean
2: and Well, I'm saying keeping your 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 location like just scrubbing it like they scrubbed I- Ilos off there. Right. Restart, yeah. it, well, that's make a better plan for next time.
0: Well that kinda goes back to our discussion last episode about whether, you know, are you are you running to flee or are you running to help? Because yeah. she's she's running to help. She's not running to flee. And so she's not you know, she's not the type to hide themselves. I mean that that would be an interesting game in and of itself, is what if Mass Effect Three was just, okay, you have to spend the game, you know, building up a vault and hiding yourself and mm-hmm. marking yourself off the grid and you are gonna like put yourself into stasis and just kinda hope to wait wait out the uh you know, Blake. Everybody on Ilos did like, no, right? Instead, yeah, we're gonna stand and fight and try to, you know, actually a this. pretty
2: decent horror game. Try to survive, yeah, <laughs> just a, an yeah. apocalypse like that. Well, the messed up part is
0: if if you succeed, you the last scene in the game is you putting yourself in a pod and like going into stasis. Yeah, and then maybe there's a sequel where you wake up <laughs> or not.
1: Yeah, and then it's like a four X kind of game where you have to rebuild your civil, like galactic yeah. civil. Man, that sounds fun. I want to play this game. like like do an alternate universe mass effect where the galaxy has been wiped out by the reapers except for your cool colony and then oh oh my god
0: it's fun but then but then if anything like you come out and like you kind of have to repopulate the galaxy to a degree right or like you you know like okay because yeah this is what i really wanted
1: uh that civ game Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Like, Firaxis made a Civ type game. Like Alpha Centauri or something? I want to call it Alpha Centauri. Oh, maybe it was Alpha Centauri. I wanted this game to be that, or I wanted that game to be this, and it kind of wasn't. I, but
2: I, it, I liked Alpha Centauri. It was and... okay.
1: I went back to Civ. I, I don't know. It just, something about it, like, I didn't. And it, this is not germane to anything, but yeah.
0: Going back to Liara for a moment, though, she does ask Shepard an interesting question. She says, what if these are our last days and we scurry around trying to solve a problem we can't fix? And it's like maybe the reason she doesn't care about people knowing she's the shadow broker, because it's like if we die, who, you know, (laughs) it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to like kind of let, you know, like be free with the information Mm because that's how I'm going to use it. You know, it may be a little reckless in some ways, but also, you know, like, you know, it has Hackett as a valuable ally. So you know she can that's she can weird. work with them there, and you know if they die, they die.
2: Trying to think of a good good comment for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a the type of place for for those kinds of j- Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: well, that, no, that 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 line should be in uh, Mass Effect Four. I mean,
2: <laughs>
0: but so we do get a confrontation with the elusive man, and the first rhetorical question because I know you guys know the answer, I don't, but like. He's got some dude that like some super agent that's next to him or whatever uh-huh. that you see real quickly. I have yet to see that guy come back. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm sure you guys know who that is.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, you never see him again.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: um I'm I am aware of his identity, uh, and I look forward to discussing yeah, it in the future.
2: The weird part about him though is is a couple of years ago I worked with a guy who looked just like him, just less cybernetics oh
1: weird. Was he, yeah. did he Was he like, also a backstabbing <laughs> bastard, or...? Uh-oh.
2: No, pretty cool guy, actually. Really good yeah. to work okay. with.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice. The real weird part is that you worked with him a couple of years ago when he didn't have cybernetics, but now he does.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Would be surprised. <laughs>
1: this guy sounds awesome. I want to meet him. Cyber dude.
2: He's, a, he's in Vegas right now, so...
0: So, the elusive man is still just as elusive as he ever was if anything he's a little more strident now like because clearly shepherd pissed him off
2: he's standing more now
0: true yeah he's that pissed off he's like oh now you're making me stand up <laughs> yeah i <laughs> can just sit here with my little uh like my, my scotch and on the rocks here i gotta actually stand up to yell at you
1: yeah not smoking in this one either interestingly enough
2: he quit, you know he he's making a health decision uh-huh.
0: he's like he's He's like, I actually think we're gonna survive this. I actually have to worry about like, you know, my, my later years. <laughs> yeah, because if the Reapers are gonna take you out, who cares if you eat all the junk food and smoke and drink and whatnot?
2: Yeah. He he has an interesting idea of what he's what we should do, though. He's like, I'm gonna he wants to take control of the Reapers. I'm like, alright, yeah, that's a that sounds like a terrible plan right now, buddy. Well
0: it's well, it depends what your end goal If if you can take control of the Reapers, that's a great way to solve the problem. But the pr- Thing there is that he's the guy in control of the Reapers, which
2: is a whole yeah, problem well, in its like, own. Right. My problem with it is, um, if we could borrowing anything else, I know from the future part of the games is just I'm like, how do I know if I'm actually in control? Is my problem. I'd rather just blow them up, because if they're all dead, then I know they can't control me anymore.
0: Because you go, assuming control, and huh. then you have control.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, is that how it is? That's how I take control of the Reapers, it does assume control. Darn, I didn't realize that one. <laughs> it's
1: voice activate, it's easy.
2: Sorry, Harbinger. you were just trying to teach me the secrets, and I just didn't listen. <laughs> no, but it's... I don't know, it's one of those
0: things where it's like, I kind of... Like again, like you're working with the elusive man. You're kind of like, okay, maybe I can give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe Cerberus isn't that bad. And then it's like, you know, at this point, you're like, okay, they're just as. It's interesting. Like they are. Not, I don't know. They're not just as bad as the Reapers, but it's very clearly established. Like there are lines that we will not cross, and the elusive man is way beyond those lines. Oh yeah. And even though, again, you would think like for you know like for our. Looking at the entirety of survival, like we should find a way to work with the elusive man. Like you know, we're all we all want to live to you know see the end of the Reaper assault, but no, he's just too far out there, and his his methods are too too extreme. That it's you know we
1: it's not yeah you, know, you can't yeah, partner yeah. with him, and and you have these refrains like, dude, work with us. Like, don't be you know a war criminal. Like, you have a huge network of assets you could really help, and he's he, he's too far gone.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like it's like with with the husks and everything else. I still always wonder, like, has the reapers already got to him already? Mm -hmm. Has he? Because he's he's starting. Because it's like he's not what to control the reapers. Do so the reapers like is that kind of more like Saren kind of territory? Trying to work with the reapers, and it's kind of like we really should all be working together to stop the reapers. We shouldn't be divided. Now we have part of humanity fighting, like stopping us from defeating the reapers. Basically, getting in our way well Saren sarin was straight up, like we
0: have no chance against these things they they', yeah. they they're just more advanced, they're going to overwhelm us. All we can do is kind of like work with them and grovel and hope like that that's enough that we like a pittance of of our society can survive um The elusive man at this point at least still seems like he's like, no, I want to control them, and maybe he uh, control is definitely a way of working with them um so you're 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 absolutely right like he could be you know possibly affected in ways that we're not seeing at the moment but he still he still has the, the illusion that he can maintain power that he's in charge that no matter how great the reaper threat is he is bigger than that um
2: but that's what I basically mean like even with Saren, like there he thought he was in control the entire time and had things under control
0: well, he thought he had things under control, but like he knew he couldn't control the Reapers. Like the Elusive Man is like, no, I can control everything.
2: <laughs> I think that's more just the Elusive Man's ego. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's, yeah. And to be fair, the Elusive Man does control a lot. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, whenever, you, whenever you encounter someone and you look at them purely on a transactional basis, where it's like, okay, you're a tool and how can I use you? When something like the Reaper comes in, it's just a massive tool. And yeah, I'm calling the reapers massive tools. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I I see what you did there. I don't like it, but I see what you did there.
0: But yeah, it'll it, it'll be.
2: Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh, I'll probably if I, if I remember, I'll tell you later at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> uh oh! I think your I think your comment is more prevalent than you realize. Oh dear. That's
1: yeah, I'm not. Lightning. I'm just not saying anything. Yeah. um <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, no, I'm very worried. You'll take that however you no, like. I'm we'll worried right. I'm looking <laughs> let's, let's for forward to talking about the end of the game. Yeah, no, this is good. This is great. This is exactly what. Like, I'm so excited that you have not finished this game yet because it's gonna bring, it's gonna make this this discussion like of this game very fresh and different from our previous you know two playthroughs.
0: There's gonna be an episode where I'm just gonna play clips from these episodes and then just right. weep <laughs> the whole time <laughs> 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 I don't
1: know, I don't know about weeping, but yeah,
0: yeah. So. One other thing I thought was funny is that like the Prothean artifact, I thought it looked kinda like a PS4. <laughs> like it definitely had like that game console kind of shape to it.
1: I guess it kinda did, huh?
0: Before PS4 was a thing. That's, that's what I couldn't remember funny. what year like everything came out, but I'm like, it had that like yeah, like did maybe maybe that's what whoever was making the PS4 was playing Mass Effect and like, oh, that's the shape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess that's possible, but doubtful. <laughs> Be funny.
0: Maybe the PS4 is Prothean Technology.
2: Oh. It was probably Reaper technology.
0: Prothean station four. <laughs> Perfect.
1: But uh
0: yeah, anything else to say? Oh, um I did like how James just crashes the ship.
1: Yes. I was waiting to talk about had... that. Well, it's such a badass. Like oh. it's so dumb and awesome at the same time.
2: <laughs> it's very dumb, but the, the thing is, like, we The whole chase sequence, because right over there, the reason he's crashing the ship is because we're trying to chase this freaking doctor who's got, like, speed of, like, no other, who, many times, I'd catch her, I could punch her in the face, and she still somehow just awkwardly runs around me and gets away and just keeps running. I'm like, stop! Just stop! Yeah. Well, I mean, she,
1: like, is clearly augmented in the same way that the Cerberus troops are.
2: Yeah, but it's it's just amusing just how awkward her run was. And it makes a lot of sense once James crashes into why her movements are so awkward.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does James have a death wish?
2: Ooh. I mean, probably.
0: Because he wanted to stay behind on Earth, where I would say that your odds of survival are not great. Yeah. And then he crashes the ship, which admittedly he survives the crash, but that very easily could not have gone as well as it did. He actually comes out, I mean, I mean, he crashes the ship. He comes out of this relatively unscathed, yeah. all things considered. I mean, Caden or Ashley, they, they're, I mean, we'll talk about them in a moment. They're, I mean, very much worse for wear in all of this. But yeah, James, he crashes oh, they, the ship and he gets out and he's awful. just like, now what? Like, And it comes out looking badass, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, again, you just sit down with him like, dude, like, what were you hoping was going to happen when you crashed that ship?
2: I don't know. Hope when I die. Right. He, yeah, I don't, I, I think
1: there's a pretty good argument that he subconsciously does have a death wish like he's really reckless um i don't think it comes out on the outside but he's like and you'll talk to him like more through the game as you do he's he's definitely conflicted inside like he he has a lot of self-doubt he doesn't love obviously what went down uh with the collectors and and he's got residual guilt and uh, yeah there's a good argument that he does at least subconsciously kind of want to put himself in dangerous situations because that's going to get him killed james is, is a great the, character well, I, i'm just like yeah. he's a great character. like especially after watch yes. like if you watch paragon Lost, like he's a lot of people crap on him as like sort of caden 2 or you know just kind of a jarhead that doesn't have a lot of personality and i i just i can't get on board with that because he's awesome
0: well, it makes me wonder if we had gotten like a Paragon Lost of like Caden with that girl in the the Biotic uh, school. Oh yeah. Like if we had actually gotten like a, a you know a little you know a little short on his backstory, would we be more like oh okay yeah like we understand where he's coming from, or would we be like yeah he's he's, he's still Caden? <laughs> I mean, how much how much flavoring can you put on white bread?
1: Yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, I'm sure more development would have helped his character. There's there's no way it wouldn't. But, yeah. yeah. So what what did you think when Dr. Ava just, like,
0: destroys your, your squadmate?
2: I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I knew you were in trouble, but oh, shit.
0: I thought for sure, because, I mean, the elusive man is like, you know, gives the kill command. And then she does that, and I'm just like, I thought for sure, like, at least the, the very first playthrough, I thought for sure that uh, she was dead because it was yeah. it was actually at The, the,
2: the of only movie. reason I knew that they couldn't be dead is you make basically your your choice on uh on Vermeer make no consequence at all.
0: Well, you know, but see that would be interesting in, in that see that would be interesting because in this game, when you're looking, you're facing the utter extinction of the universe. Ultimately, all your your choices become meaningless. That either you you solve everything, or and and that'd be a fascinating thing is to watch as one by one every decision that you've made ultimately be rendered irrelevant. Mm -hmm. As the reapers just close in and you lose options and everything, you know that'd be horribly bleak.
1: (laughs) But um, it'd be true. Well, I mean, surprise, a lot of this game is horribly bleak.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, there are some very sad times ahead for all of us. Awesome. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we'll play that clip clip, and then I'll weep <laughs> But there's a moment So going back to my original playthrough Where I was romancing Ashley There's a moment as you're going through Where like And it happens with Caden too Except it, it it hits differently when you're trying to romance Ashley Where it's like as Shepherd, I'm like oh hey Like you know how are things How are things between us do you think we could try to rekindle stuff And it seems like You know you know it kind of gives gives you hope like you know like let's let's get through mars and then we'll we'll see where we're feeling about everything and whereas with caden it's a bit more of like a detente where you're like okay like you know mm-hmm. you know you quit it with the cerberus crap and we'll be fine and then so i'm like okay like maybe you know like my shepherd gets out like yeah maybe you know i got a chance with ashley again things are looking up and then she just gets completely wrecked by dr ava and it's just like Oh no!
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. That
0: really, really like you know like caught me off guard. Um, at least with Caden, I was expecting it. I was like, okay, when's when's she gonna fuck him up? When's she gonna fuck him up?
1: <laughs> yeah, she gets she gets absolutely curb stomped. Um, I I mean, they both. So this is obviously either of the human original human squad members, whichever one you didn't. Uh, Sacrifice on Vermeyer is basically in the same situation, but I feel like I feel like Ashley gets wrecked way harder than Caden does. I don't know. I think so. Like, I, to me, Caden getting getting stomped was, and then you know, because right after this, you go to the you go to the Citadel. We'll talk about it, and the, like they're in the hospital, but either one of them is. But it just to me, Caden's is more like, eh, "Get up, you wimp," and Ashley's is like, "Oh, you were beaten within an inch of your life." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's like the um the character models or whatever it is, but like having seen both of them, it's like, yeah, Caden. I mean, you look rough, yeah. but but I yeah, but you probably get back out there.
0: And maybe that's why, we're having watched Ashley go through it first, and knowing like they both went through the same thing, like even if it looked easier on Caden, it's still I still have that memory of Ashley well, going through it. So like when Caden's yeah. down, I'm like, oh man. I think it's also the like, fact, at least I know like, he's not dead. Black,
2: it's very black and blue right there in their face. It hurts a lot. It hurts less when you mm-hmm. see a man being hit like that than you do see a woman hit like that. Got a little different feel to it.
1: That's probably true. I mean, just from like a societal commentary perspective. Um, I just, I also think Caden is That's kind of also true. <laughs> shit, so it really, that like really colors my perception of his whole thing is it's like, I get you know, rub some dirt in it, get up.
0: I mean, when Caden's in the hospital and they're like, how much does it hurt on a scale of one to ten? And then they're like, he's like, eight. And they're like, it's probably really like a five. Right, yeah. Like five's worth of medication. Right. That to right. be different
2: from a normal doctor standpoint. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, so I think that wraps up everything on Mars. Is there anything else? Oh, I guess we have to talk about the, uh, so the blueprint that they find. Oh, yeah. Which is, yeah. It ends up kind um, of being a thing. Yeah. So it's this. <laughs> This weapon that the Protheans never actually built, or maybe they did build it but they didn't
1: get a chance. No, no, they no, never no. actually built it. If
0: they built it, we would have gone and found that's it. Right.
1: Yeah. And they never completed it. I, I right. think they, they tried they, to do it. They didn't have time it to finish, I think is what happened. I think it's like you like
2: ran out of time. Yeah. Cause uh That's right. One thing that's kind of the things kinda interesting about this is like we've the high convenience that right now, when the Reapers attack is when we find clues of a weapon that can defeat the Reapers. We didn't find this in data earlier. Like I know, I guess it's a hag. Hey, I looked in deeper because the we talked about earlier. Like decided like research the data, but like was that something that was only able to come available once the reapers attacked? Like was it protected for some reason? Or
1: I this is absolutely like some Deus Ex Machina BS. Like it's a total MacGuffin. They they need to have something. It's fine. It it, it doesn't. It does feel like – because of problems like this, though, you look at it and it's like, oh, you, that's really convenient. This is a fun time for you to figure this out. I think I would have liked it better if they had actually already known about this and had, like, some super top-secret skunk works project that you then only became privy to. That would have felt more genuine to me. Well,
0: yeah, because there's – I mean, the, the, the time it takes to build this thing, it's, it feels like you have – like weeks at best really before the reapers just overrun everything and a structure of that size like if you're going to get that construction project off the ground even if you have you know like martial law so it's like you don't have to worry about like getting contractors mm-hmm. and like, you, you can just immediately order all the resources to be available and and you know get them where you need to get them it still feels like this is gonna this is like a years-long project it's not a small thing that they're building
2: Oh, and and I, I don't even think it'd be a year. It'd be like like decades of work for a project of this size normally,
1: right? Right.
0: Like it would it would make sense of anything if at least you found where the Protheans had started it, and maybe like oh, like they got like eighty percent of the way there, so yeah. we just have to show up and do the last twenty percent of the work, like. You know, that would be cool. Hey, like, like a normal
2: pro- uh, project. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, this is like a normal project because, you know, you had two years to work on it. You waited until the very last minute to get started. Now the teacher's walking around and oh you're sitting God. at your desk. You're like, okay, I'm like four <laughs> rows over as the teacher's walking, picking up everybody's papers right
2: off there. You're Still scribbling, frantically to, get, you scribbling
1: to get your conclusion yeah. put uh, down. Uh, For hey, sure.
2: Hey, hey, I feel like that's an attack on me right now. I will say, <laughs> uh, each one of those assignments, I got an A, and those are my best works. Very nice.
1: I definitely cranked Very out some nice. good 11th hour stuff, but yeah, I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. The, um, did, do they not yet reveal the name? Cause it, it's the crucible is what they're going to start calling it. Um, yeah. I don't Best think they, I don't for, for, I uh, think they say it right fight. here, but yeah. Uh, oddly
0: enough, I think one of those 11th hour assignments I did was on the crucible. Oh, there you go.
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the witch trial book. No, or, actually uh, it was the Mass Effect crucible. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: um, but yeah I, I this is fine, I guess i, I don't know it, it's it's good enough it, it, we' this is probably gonna be a running theme as we talk about this game. There's definitely places where I don't know if the story that they needed to tell hamstrung them or whatever, but this and and, and we talked about it a little bit with the r too like why did she reveal the hack at that why did she presumably reveal the hacker that she's a shadow broker? why how what what kind of dumbass luck is it that you were on Earth and then oh we magically found this cool macguffin on Mars right now exactly when you're leaving Earth like it it feels really contrived yeah. and ridiculous
2: with, with Liara have to be there at the same right. Right time like hey someone I know happens to be on one of the many planets I need to get to like it just
1: Weird. it feels so contrived and I don't think it would have changed the story at all for them to to like like I said. Um, have Hackett get in touch with you, you you flee Earth, you know, you want to regroup and Hackett gets in touch with you and says, Shepard, there's this incredibly top secret skunkworks project that, you know, we've had underway for like a year or two with like very limited resources. We found this information, you know, in the Mars archives and we need you to go secure a hard copy of it and whatever. And like, it would have, the tenor of the mission would have been exactly the same, but I think it would have felt more authentic.
2: At least they felt like they knew something instead of being like, hey, something's going wrong on Mars. Go see what's going on. Oh, right. cool. They found a, a, a blueprint. Weird. Yeah. Something's going wrong on Mars. Like, we
0: just established, like, they came in, the Sol Relay is out beyond Pluto, right? Yeah. So, like, we know the Reapers came that way. So, like, they, you know, okay, I don't know exactly the exact uh, alignment of all the planets that maybe Mars was on the far side of the sun or whatever. Yeah. So, we're, you know, you know, so maybe we're yeah, we're actually hey, fleeing and, and going past Mars as we're getting away from the Reapers. Although it's possible, but then again, you figure actually we're, no, we're going to head to the Sol Relay. It's not like we're going to go out into deep space and like manually fly. You know, we're going to turn around to the Relay anyway.
2: Right. Well, there's the only way out. We actually can't get out unless we use the Sol Relay. Right. So. Right. So no. So so, so I mean,
0: you know, I would I would just think like, oh, what you know, what's what's happening on Mars? Like the Reapers probably. Like, Struck that on their way actually, in. You I mean, yeah. I you know. think
2: about. It. I don't think we actually have any cool scenes of us dodging the reapers trying to use the soul relay. Do we? No. Kind of, kind of, just get there. It's not defended at all. Yeah. Well, you know, Amazing reapers. Well, I think
0: <laughs> I think last episode you mentioned uh, Chip. You called like what the reapers are doing is like a blitzkrieg. Yeah. And in the blitzkrieg, you rush your first line of units, and you just rush them. And you don't care about what you're leaving behind because there's going right. to be another unit line of units coming through, and so that may be what happened here. The reapers oh, just I, rushed through. Yeah, I think Actually, it is, yeah. because we got through that first line of defense, we get to Mars, and then we can go up to the soul relay, and the uh, the second wave hasn't hit yet.
1: You're also in a stealth okay, ship, be- right? So yeah, like you also you, you get past you get past the line because yeah, the line is coming in. It's coming in to sweep Earth, so they like they sweep away the outer defenses of of the fleet that was parked in the solar system just completely devastate that move forward because they it's exactly blitzkrieg mentality. You want to destroy the capital planet in this case of the humans, right? Like you want to completely take it over. And so you're going to go slam them as hard as you can. And once, once anybody gets past them, they're ignoring you. And then there's all kinds of practical tales of this or stories of this. It's not really tales, but like in world war two, this happened kind of a lot like this exact thing. So, do we still have the Reaper IFF on board the Normandy? Presumably, we, you would, yeah. Because they
0: ignored that Reaper every pass through for, what do we say, like 730 cycles. So if we right. just turn that IFF on, they'll just think we're the Reaper that they're supposed to ignore. And then we could just move around without being bothered by them.
1: Yeah, but then we'd be able to scan planets in peace. So <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, it's not that.
2: Hey, that Reaper's up, guys. that shoot it
1: down. That would have actually been a really cool story addition to the game. It's like, could you use that somehow? And, you know, I, I think it would have been really fun if, like, you'd used it and it worked, but then the Reapers figured out that you had it and you, you were lulled into a false sense of security trying to use it again and you got ambushed. Man, that would have been really fun. <laughs> oh,
2: hey, just 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 to use it to uh, get on every Reaper and just shoot their cords or something. I don't know. Right.
1: Shoot the glowing weak spot. Exactly.
2: Find mm-hmm. the the inner human reaper and kill it.
1: You Nick this just occurred to me and it's not super related to anything but you didn't because I, I like we know you haven't finished this game. Did you get through the scenario with Tally and the Corians and the Geth in this game? No, not yet. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay.
2: I am so... <laughs> I'm so stoked. Oh man. Oh, wait. Did did wait. He oh, didn't you know, do the I, fight. What? You know the one. I'm
0: i've got to be close to what i got through um right now currently on this playthrough i just did sir kesh uh, okay and as i said i as i said i do the leviathan so i think i think what i did at this, at this point is i go to I go back to the citadel for some follow-up stuff and i think that's where you pick up leviathan the like the Leviathan quest line uh-huh. and then i think there then i went off um, so I still have, I'm still a little bit behind where I was in that thing, but I, as I said, I'm not going to do the Leviathan, so I'll, I'll know when I start hitting new stuff. So yeah. far, I have yeah. not hit anything new yet.
2: Okay. Yeah, I will say like, uh, certain decisions from the first two games do now have an impact. Well, I noticed. that game has a lot of impact. Yes.
0: I noticed, um, th- this is all like, um, we can talk about this now because this isn't really anything that affects anything. Um, but, uh, ranathanatopsis. Mm-hmm. We've encountered her in the first two games. Um And every time you have a decision, do you let her go and, and run away from the shit show that's about to happen? Or do you just kill her right there? And I've generally come down on, she's just kind of like the wrong in the wrong place at the wrong time. She's fine. Let her go. And uh I got a, me- a message. <laughs> th- this, that's all this is. I think that's all this is, is it's just a message you get in your email uh, that comes through and it's it's not even a message. It's like a news alert that some Asari government officials or military officials were killed yep. by a crazed Asari, and it happens to be Rana Thanatopsis.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it Thanoptis? Whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 Rana.
2: Yeah. Should have killed her
1: yeah exactly like, and, yeah. And I'm like, oh this is what they were talking about like yeah. you're like
0: yeah you're, you're and i'm guessing that messes with my galactic readiness that i needed those asari military officials to help me with some random asari military fleet or something i don't know exactly what capacity they come into play here i don't know if you want to talk about that now or you want to wait until a more natural time when that would come up but that's yeah i got that's my little new, news thing that came through on the feed yeah. where it's like oh she she took out some military officials and i was like oh that's
1: he- so and, and you lose galactic readiness so like you would have you would have had some galactic readiness um and this is this is where like and they I think I think by the time you get onto the Normandy like after post Mars do they do they get to the galactic readiness right away I don't think so No it's a-
0: after the, it's after the civil to go all. through Okay that.
1: Yeah. but but I mean there's it's basically like a progress bar that's like how much res- like how many resources have you assembled to fight against the reapers and then the more ready you are the better options you have at the ending well we'll talk about exactly how that works Mm -hmm. at the ending but
2: quotations better options
1: yeah right um however you want to look at that but yeah these are all of those little decisions uh and and i think there is a school of argument from a lot of people that's kind of like hey that felt really cheap you know like that's kind of a lazy way to to do this but you have to I would say basically throw away decisions that you made in mass effects one and two for this character, you, you spend a total some time of maybe five minutes interacting with the fact that she's even in there in the decisions you made. I mean, that's like really impressive that they even, and yeah, it's just, you know, five points on a, on a little progress bar, but it's not zero. It's not nothing. And there's so much of that detail sprinkled through this game.
2: Well, it's not, it's not perfect now. So damn it. Right. Well, you
0: know, but, well, I mean, we kind of said a similar thing, too, about the, uh, the crew, the status of the crew after the, after the Reaper IFF mission in Mass Effect 2, where they don't tell you ahead of time, oh, if you take your time and you, if you didn't get everything done before you do the Reaper IFF mission,
1: mm-hmm. you're
0: going to have to choose between completing everything here or get, you're saving your crew. Um, you know, that decision just kind of is sprung on you and then you're like, oh, okay, well now I know this from, you know, the next time I play here, um, you know, and and so it's the same kind of thing. Now, now, at least within the confines of Mass Effect 2, if you're really like, crap, I really want to save my crew, you can go back to a prior save, assuming you have it, and, you know, and, and just work from there. Presumably, you just have to go back to before the Reaper IFF mission, and then you can, you know, do everything and then redo the Reaper IFF mission. You know, so, you know, maybe you lose, like, a, an hour or two, but not, nothing too great. Right. I guess worst case scenario, you, you don't have a save, you have to go back to the beginning of Mass Effect 2. Not great, but still here if you want to go back i guess at the very least you would have to go back to a save in mass effect 2 before you did um what was the 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 the, the, the the mission with uh uh
1: dr okir yeah it's like when it's like probably going to be the second or third mission the, the you third. do in that game yeah
0: so it's early in the game but it's not the beginning of the game so at least you saved a few hours there um, but you have to go at least go back to there to, to kill her and then play through the rest of the game to get it into your save Yeah, and then do that. So it's much more difficult to, you know, prevent that from happening. Yeah. You, so on the one hand, it's, it's, it's nice that I guess it's only, you said what, five Galactus readiness points. So it's not a like super that, yeah. large amount, but it does show that like there is a cumulative effect to all these decisions that you've been making throughout the series that exactly that are consequences and it's not, and it, it's it's kind of like. The random stuff, like you wouldn't think this is going to matter, that winds up mattering. Because that happens all the time. Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you you make some dumb decision in life and then you're like, oh, hey, like, you know, how did that come back to bite me in the ass? But,
1: yeah. you, you know, it, it, so it, it, it's, 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 I the, think it is very well oops, done on their part. It's the breadth of the decision making where you can look at it and, and you kind of say any, if you take any one of these little things, that gives you a handful of galactic readiness. It feels cheap until you look at like the the scope of the matrix of like decisions that you make and the somebody had to sit down and think through the ramifications of all this stuff for every single one of these. And so, yeah, fine. If it, if it had been like four or five of these little interactions that that gave you a little bar or points on a bar, that would be a lame system, but it's more on the scale of like a hundred. I mean, it's, it's so, so much.
0: Well, mm-hmm. What I wonder is did they plan like it's I guess when did they decide like okay like this is how we're gonna integrate Rana into Mass Effect Three where she's gonna you know having kind of been indoctrinated because she's actually talking like if you you read the little report and they're like yeah she was hearing voices in her head and she said like the only thing she could do like you know the voices needed her to kill the military officials mm-hmm. and then she kills her. I think she kills herself right they don't even it's not that the they don't apprehend her and kill her it's that she kills the military officials and then herself I think um, but. I wonder, like, did they know, like, I because cl- I can't imagine they knew when they put her in Mass Effect 1 that they're like, this is going to be the end game for her. Because then they they Probably bring her not. back in Mass Effect 2 under the same circumstances. I wonder, like, when did they realize, like, this is what they were going to do? And I also wonder, was this something they were actually going to do as, like, a mission? Like, oh, we're going to send you. You have to stop her from doing this. Maybe you can talk her down, but you're going to realize she's indoctrinated. You have to kill her now. Or maybe you somehow just let her walk away again. And then, I don't know if it was for time, maybe they couldn't implement it, or maybe that didn't make sense, because like, once you show up and you see she's indoctrinated, you're going to kill her, because you're yeah, going to realize yeah. that you're not coming back from that. I think so.
1: this is yeah. that sort of like the J.J. Abrams lost sto- storytelling style that, that you saw evolve for serialized media. I mean, it, it's been going on for a long time, but you just make a lot of little bits of thread and then you later on can pull at the plot threads that are the most fun for you and so i feel like they did a lot of that in this game um where different things were more like different decisions you made in the previous games had more or less consequence but they're all kind of there and it gave them the freedom to say like this is more consequential and we're going to focus on it and give you a mission for it or like this is just a little throwaway thing that you know yeah yeah so so, like, like Balak in um, uh, "Bring Down the Sky," you, you can choose whether to you know kill him and save the hostages. That spoilers, I guess, but that that's going to come back up here. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see the ramifications of that thing. You know, there's there's so many of these things that come up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, have, I haven't got the email about Balak yet.
1: Okay. It's not a, yeah, it's not an email. It plays out a little different. And that's the thing, too. It's oh. like a lot of this stuff. Your interactions with Conrad uh, are going to... You oh, know. I'm waiting
0: for him to come. Yeah, he yeah. needs to come back.
1: There, there's all kinds of just little stuff uh, in here. And no. it plays out differently. Sometimes it is just an email. Sometimes it's like a person you run into on the Citadel, etc.
0: Now I'm hoping that Balak and Conrad come back together. And like <laughs> Balak just has Conrad fooled. And Conrad doesn't know what he's doing. And... Or Balak thinks Conrad is Shepherd because he was going around saying he was with the Shepherds group or whatever, and he's like...
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know.
0: That would be interesting. But well, no, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do here. But I think I think that wraps up our time on Mars, at least. We'll uh, pick up with bringing Caden or Ashley to the Citadel for medical attention next time.
2: Next time.
0: Next time. So, thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you at home for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also, YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons.
1: Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, my handle is WD. That's the word double Y E W D E E. And here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we uh, put out an episode about Final Fantasy 14 and all the things that happen there. Kura, uh, how about you?
2: find me on Twitter at Kurabaris K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on Twitch.tv slash And then uh, you can find me working behind the scenes on many other projects here on the MASH Network. What about you, Nick? You can find
0: me on Twitter. I am at WookieBH. And you can also find me here on the MASH Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the mash those buttons community on discord at mash.gg discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you thought about uh, what happened to uh, Caden or Ashley uh, at the hands of Dr. Eva or what you think is going on with James at squad goals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it. If you can visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support mash those buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtv.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the match of Those Buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should
1: go. See you, Commander.
2: This is my favorite podcast on the network.